Oh, you know, Leon, I, I meant I meant to say this to you last week. You may want to change the angle of your camera. Oh yeah, watch out for the because we we tend to look check, right check, up your check. nose oh. when you when you start to sweat. This area starts to glisten. That's, I know you full of shit. That's very intentional. <laughs> that's very intentional. I know you full of shit. That's very intentional. That would have been the first thing you notice. You 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 would have said, "I see that the gray uh, hairs up your nose, and it's disturbing." <laughs> well, I thought that was cocaine. I didn't want to call you out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you'd taken two before this. Show. <laughs> like, like, I took three bumps, <laughs> one for each nostril and one for the gums, baby. <laughs> I'm ready to go, nigga. You no, stack it on some good. nursery school books or something. <laughs> Just stack it on that key of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> we don't waste cocaine like that, my friend. We don't waste good cocaine. This is another episode of Decoding Forty. This is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Raw, making all your fantasies come true. This is L.O., live from BK, but residing in Harlem. What's up, it's your boy Vin, a.k.a. Vinny Pugazi, master of impressions. Yo, what's up, this is Howard, and I'm talking directly into the mic. Welcome to the stage, guys. <laughs> uh, Google, I, I, I just do heroin. That sounds gross. No, y'all just trying to play me out. Oh, I'm being a fucker. <laughs> I'm a little concerned. Um, J Master J apparently was moving 10 keys of cocaine. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I'm, I'm concerned that Ronald Washington sounds like a cousin of mine. I'm a little concerned. Oh, shit. I, I have a client named Paul Jordan. I literally texted him to make sure it wasn't him. I was like, are you locked up? He was like, no, why? <laughs> I was like, because I thought you killed Jim after Jay. He was like, huh? I, Fucking murderer. The streets knew that these guys did it for a long time. Yeah. I want to know why, got, why it came out now. Yeah, that's exactly what I said to myself. Somebody did it. Somebody's favor ran out. One of the killers was 18. Wow. At the, at the time. At the yeah, time, he's fucking time. eight. He was a he's kid. 36. 10 keys is a lot of cocaine. <laughs> It's a lot of money. I immediately thought of you, Mac. Uh, so are they, are they tarnishing uh, Jam Master J's uh, reputation and legacy? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm wondering if, if Jam Master J actually needed that money or was he helping someone else out? Facilitating because, a deal. Yeah, because if, if you are familiar with, with Hollis crew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the people that, that he was running with, they were yeah. running with Supreme Team and they were mm-hmm. running with if you've ever heard this name of this guy named Bimmy, who worked at Def Jam, he actually had a paycheck job at Def Jam. Mm. But he was one of the biggest drug dealers in that area. Mm. Wow. Yeah, we're not going to talk about this on the show. Why? why? Because I don't we're want my infrastructure to fuck with. <laughs> Niggas that come up to my house and shit. Hey, man, I don't know nothing about no cocaine, heroin, or nothing. <laughs> I, I can't talk about this. Why? I got I to gotta stay clear this one. Why? Are you involved? I'm not involved. I can't talk about that one. I can, Nigga, do I, you have a what, what's going on, man? Come on. No, 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 no. no. You really are the Al Sharpton of this podcast. Come on, man. You know, <laughs> this nigga, you know, come on, man. Shit. Wait, can I pause? Nigga, I can't talk about this yeah. right now because, uh, you know, I'm Is Bimmy with, your cousin? You kind of look know. like him. Mm. <laughs> 
No, seriously, you do kind of look like. I'm, 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 I'm not. I don't think I'm uh, related. Okay. Um, this nigga Mac was involved in a pyramid scheme with them niggas or something. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> nigga, oh. I was on the top tier, and I didn't get my, I didn't get my two people and shit. So the niggas is after me right now. It's very you mad. get two drug dealers, <laughs> and we'll complete our fiends. drug flower. <laughs> My opium my, flower. My my drug susu. I got a drug susu. Oh my wow. god! And Max skated uh, town. That's how you build the drug empire. So, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another exciting episode of Decoding Forty. My name is Mac, aka Mr. Rourke, aka Whoopi, and I'm here with my main man. Yo, this is L dot O dot, aka if your if was a spliff, we'd be all fucked up. Shout out to Keith Murray. <laughs> Yo, what's up? It's your boy Vin in the building. Chilling, chilling, chilling. Hope everybody's chilling like a villain. And if you lucky, you don't need any penicillin. Ah, ah, trying to be like a little L dot there. Oh, <laughs> nice little seventy five. <laughs> Took it back to seventy eight. <laughs> What's up? This is Alaric. What's going on in your lives, fellas? Let's start. Let's start. Let's see who's who's not angry this week. Let's start with you, Vin. Everything's going going good, man. You know, it's been a kind of a quiet week. I went over today and and, and helped. Uh, Rick moved some furniture around. Um, this one cabinet had to be the heaviest fucking cabinet in the world. Right? This shit was like Thor's hammer. I don't know. I don't know what was going on with that cabinet, but that shit was obviously made during like World War II when they used iron for everything. Absolutely. That shit was like 67 years old. <laughs> what was that, in the cabinet? Nothing. Nothing. Yo, what was it made out of? I don't we don't know. Thor's hammer. Like I said, this shit wow. was that seriously. It was yep. made out of an old Buick. They just melted <laughs> it down, made it into a cabinet. Because we thought it was the drawers. So we're like, all right, yeah. we'll just take the drawers out. Uh-huh. And then we'll, we'll. I thought the shit was bolted to the floor. The shit Yo. was so heavy. Yo, we just wasn't expecting it because we had moved all the other shit out of there first. And then. Wait, uh, were you were you throwing it out? No. Yeah. no well, that, that iron, the yeah. Iron Man chassis. Yeah, that's yeah. got to go. Okay. That should be uh, yo. I was like, yo, who the fuck? There's got to be something in here. There's a secret compartment where there's like a. a, wow, a maybe you should have got it appraised. That uh, iron shit. Now. Well, if nothing else, no, I don't no, know. No. They're going to have to come here to look at it because I'm not bringing it over there. But if it's that big and heavy, you should call a scrapyard. You'll get. They'll give you a couple of dollars for it. Man, it's, if it's solid metal. And they'll come take it. Like they'll come. Like you don't have to do anything. They'll move it for you. That's the good part. They move it and they give you money. Right, so give me, give me, give me a scrap man's uh, phone number. <laughs> yeah, scrap I'm man. Man. Give me a scrap guy. Look here, look, look here, uh, brother. Um, looks like you got about two hundred pounds of uh, core steel here, <laughs> and now uh, times twenty five. Carry the one. Uh, and divide that by four. Yeah, that's about three hundred dollars worth of metal you got there, son. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 my yeah. my fee is two hundred and ninety nine dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that yields you a dollar if you. Yeah, I'll take that off your hands. You wasn't gonna get no money anyway, so you made a dollar, motherfucker. <laughs> and uh, other than that, you know, everything's going good, man. I, I I can't complain, which is you know, it's new for me. And, and um, I paid him in beer and patties. Yo, nice. let me tell you something on the you real made the patties. No, 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 no. My mother no. made them. Oh, his Ooh. mother, yo. Yeah, homie I, patties are best. If if your mom's hear this, Miss Campbell. No, I, I pray to God she does not ever. Hear this. <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> but those, yo, those fucking patties were amazing, and I I gotta get her on the phone and be like, look, I, I'll pay you 
for patties because them shits mm-hmm. was delicious and they weren't no there was no meat they were made from lentils right rick yeah lentils Yo, and uh chickpeas you listen mm-hmm. that shit was delicious it was crack yeah. i had like three of them and then um when 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 uh rick's wife pulled out the resume she's like you want some more and i had to be you know I can't be the greedy motherfucker because I damn sure would have been like, I'll take the whole fucking bag off the end. <laughs> Since you live, see, see, you live closer to his mother, so you can get them anytime. <laughs> I live all the way in Jersey. That's a two toes own way. And I figure I could take those off your hands right Sounds now. Sounds like it's worth it though. No, it is. It is. And all it needed, all you needed was like little mini cocoa breads, which I'm sure his mother can make. <laughs> I'm like, yo, you can he make can some- make them. I can yeah, make the cocoa yeah, breads, man. Yeah, you make yeah. the mini cocoa breads and join forces with your mom's uh, chickpea uh, slash lentils. And, uh, lentils. and lentils. Yeah. You get those patties together and you make the cocoa bread. It'll be the fucking Campbell patties. Patties oh, and cocoa bread company. Food program is expanding. Look at this. Listen, man. I'm we can open it. up a fucking restaurant. Mm, we can open up a restaurant for real. But I wanted to ask you. Uh, was it really, was the, uh, cabinet really that heavy or you guys had, since you haven't worked out since COVID, <laughs> just weak as shit. <laughs> no, no, that, that motherfucker is heavy. Nah, that motherfucker was heavy. I mean, yeah, granted, granted, I haven't been working out, but that shit was made. Like I said, Thor's hammer was forged. <laughs> that was left. Whatever was left over for making that nigga's hammer was used to make that cabinet. That's how heavy that shit was. Yeah. I was like, this is ridiculous, but. Yeah. There was some there was vibranium sides on the, <laughs> on the <strip. laughs> What's up with you, Rick? We celebrated my son's second birthday. Uh, which is Happy which birthday. is huge. Because now yeah. now we're working on like the reason why Vinny came over to move furniture is because now we're we're setting him up in his own bedroom. Um, he'd been in the crib oh, in nice. our room. Um and now he's gonna get his own uh, bedroom. Um all the IKEA furniture's been delivered. We're just waiting for the painter to come on Thursday. Hook that up. Put the furniture together. Bam. After four years, we'll not have any children in wow. our bedroom anymore. Wow. I mean, nice. could you imagine? <laughs> you actually said that that shit was true. But go ahead. I'll let you continue. Well, at least at night. <laughs> like, at I'm least you, I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> at least at night. They're going to come in early in the morning. I know. I realize mm-hmm. that. But but that's why we put gates in, their, uh, in, in front of their doors. So they can't just feel like mine. Exactly. You If you don't come out that cell, I'm going to thump your skull. <laughs> He's fucking Rick. Wife, what are you doing out of your cell? <laughs> Dead man oh, walking. <laughs> Look, dude. It's been four years since we had to check if somebody was asleep before we had sex. So mm. it's gonna be a vacation, you know. Oh my God. Now we can, now we can fucking peace. And we probably won't. We're probably gonna sleep more. Yeah, but we could if we wanted to. That's so wait, the point. Now you how, put the red light. How in. high are the, the red light? How high are the gates? They can't climb so they, over them. No, not yet. Not yet. Oh, they, and and Rick actually, my daughter, Rick, my daughter could. I was gonna say if she tried, but uh, how old is she? Not not yet. Four. He's she's gonna be four in November. Well, Rick wow. greases the rails, so they can't. They're slippery. <laughs> 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 he sprays them down with WD forty. <laughs> he just puts Pam I, on I, that I, shit. I, on. I put Vaseline on the hands at night. <laughs> <laughs> that whole visual is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get at the bar, sliding all over the place. 
But now uh, my daughter's not that adventurous. She's not going to climb over it. Mm. He is going to climb over it. Yo, your son is big enough to go through the gate, son. This kid is like <laughs> this kid's like a fucking mini linebacker, man. He's mm. he's a big kid for two years when, old. When he learns to lower his shoulder, that yeah, he's gonna be like he's gonna just he's gonna be like this bomba cloud gear taught him away. That shit in, yo. Oh man. But yeah, listen, uh, having having that privacy again is definitely a good look, man. Yeah, it's man. definitely a good look. No doubt. How long how long do you think it's going to take him to kind of like uh get accustomed to the to the own room situation? It's hard it's hard to tell cuz um my daughter took to it immediately. Mm-hmm. Um because all her stuff was in the room and mm-hmm. she got this big bed. Mm-hmm. You know, cuz so when we were in the apartment they were both in our bedroom because mm. it was a one bedroom mm. and she was in the crib and he was in the little bassinet because he was mm-hmm. brand new. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, when we got here, then she had her own room and mm. she had space to to spread out and she had yeah. her toys and all that. So it'll, it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how he takes to having his own space, but I can see already he's ready for his own bed. Meanwhile, I mean, because we we bought a mini crib because we were in a small smaller apartment, mm-hmm. so like he could literally stretch his arms and legs out of the crib, out through the out of the slats of the crib if he wanted to. <laughs> you got him in there like a like a like a puppy cage. He's like, hey, get me out of here! It's too small. Give me a bed for crying out loud. Come it's on. time. It's time. Yeah, yeah. Decoding four zero. What's up with you, Al? Chilling, uh, still uh, going through these episodes of this ghetto house, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> these contractors do not want to leave. Uh, oh, and then uh, yesterday, uh, Sunday, I spent the day. I decided to just demo two of uh, the shower walls, so we can just redo the walls. And let me tell you, the materials they used in the '60s to uh, build showers was is no joke. Like I literally yeah. got to work out. I had to remove the wire mesh, the uh, clay, the mud, the plaster, and uh, it was really out of control. Um, one of my neighbors saw me as I was throwing uh, all the uh, garbage out in the dumpster. Yo, he looked at me. He was like, yo, I got mad edibles in the crib, yo, if you need them. <laughs> <laughs> yo, like, yo want- after this is done, I probably will be stopping by. But at one point, L. Did you you kept like digging and going and further and further? At one point, did you go, did I go too far? Yes, yes. <laughs> but, but you reach the point of no return, and you're like, yo, okay, I got to keep going at this point. <laughs> you could like that's when that's when you hit the pause off the YouTube uh, video you watch <laughs> to get further on and be like, yo, have I gone too far? Because I've done shit like that in the yo, crib. Like, wait a minute, I, I think YouTube I might university. I was at YouTube University. They're like, hold on, all right, so. <laughs> I if I cut like this, this nigga. <laughs> if I cut this, if I do this, this may give me a. Li- so I'm. I've like. Am I gonna die if I hit this layer? I've. I've. I was pretty precise in my um, chiseling, but mm. I did uh, puncture a wall in the hallway, mm. and one in a closet. Mm. So that'll be that'll have to be fixed. But other other than that, it's actually a pretty good job, uh, considering mm. it's the first time that I've done something like that. Mm. Um, but I've done demo before, so. I was I'm I'm okay with it, mm-hmm. but it was like uh, yeah. But the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, the Yusef Hawkins documentary. Did you guys get a chance to watch it? No, I, I haven't. No, not a good no. All right, I'll save it for another day then. Um, but yeah, you got to watch it. It was shot wonderfully, mm-hmm. and it's the thing that struck me about it 
and I'll just say this and move on, that it's eerily similar to what we've been experiencing over the last couple of years. Mm. I mean, even with some of the same players, obviously with Al Shofton being involved, and it's just like some of the same things being said. Um, and it's and one thing I'm going to um, ask you guys to look out for is to see how the news and politicians try politicians try to assuage the public mm. in the messaging in terms of black people need to calm down and white people are not that bad. It's it's astounding to watch it yeah. in this in this mm. perspective. And it's probably more it's it's probably more out there than than it is now because we we're so we're so used to it now and we're like more we're our eyes more sensitive to it. So when you look at something that would that happened in the 80s, uh, it's like, damn, that was racist. Like you can really see it's, but it's that's, more. That's, and that's why I want you to I'm look open. at it. I want yeah. you to look at it with that. Um, that, that third lens. eye vision. Yeah. Through that yeah. lens, because I think the subtleties is still there. Mm. They just changed the language and the narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's 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 interesting. The news is just so horrible yo it and news yeah. reporters and then the copy that they read is just so ah uh, i was watching it with my wife and we were like yeah wow i can't yeah. and it, it's not that they're saying anything that's egregious it's just trying to suggest that the people who have been wronged are the ones who need to chill out and relax mm. right Meanwhile, they're well, being called nigger and all this other stuff and the the whole reason that the whole situation started was because of a racial uh, uh, animus. So, mm-hmm. well, because white people don't want to feel put upon, you know, you know what it is. Yeah, but black people don't either. So it's it's so funny. I, I was just having this conversation uh, with somebody today, uh, like a, a colleague of mine, and we were talking about how the sales conversations and the business conversations with the white community has changed. It's either absolutely sta- stayed the same, and they're they're absolutely afraid to have the race conversation, or because the Band-Aid is off, they want to talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting, you know, being a Black professional and being in these rooms full of white folks and you don't know what side of the fence somebody is on until they, they're not around everybody else. And then they'd be like, okay, is it safe? And then they go in and they talk about it. It's actually been very interesting. It's, been, it's also been very, for me, it's been very cathartic to see kind of where everybody is playing at. What I found most amazing about this whole kind of experiment since George Floyd is the people who are most afraid still are the black people who are in position. It's mm. not the white folks. It's the black people that are in a position. I'm not going to say who, but there's somebody that I know who's in a position over about 15 that is it's his business. And he's probably got about thousands and thousands of people that he kind of works with. And I tried to have a conversation with him about this and it was a forum to talk about race. And he literally didn't want to, he was, he was falling over himself to not offend white folks. Right. Mm. And, and, and some of the white folks was like, like literally in a meeting, like this some bullshit. That's not okay. What this white folks. So somebody, you know, they, and when white folks call on you to get your opinion, so somebody called on me, said, Mac, what do you think? And I said, well, I said, I don't think racism, especially in this professional context, I don't think racism is a, is a black problem. I think racism is a white problem 
that white people haven't dealt with. Y'all you need to that. police yourselves. Mm. Yeah, I said that. And what I was, I was like, this is something. This is this is a mess that you made in your house that you need to clean up. We are the victims of it, but we didn't create this. You did. You need to educate yourself. And my man looked at me like nigga. A little bit, and we cool. He was like, "You just let them know the minutes of the meeting that we had (laughs) five minutes before we even got here." You told them what we were talking about in the black meetings. (laughs) Yeah, he don't come to the he don't come to the black meetings. But you know, now, but he's cool, and and I think you know he's in a spot, and I and it's just you know, and also I think that there's an age, there's an age, there's an age cutoff in the sense of you know if you're a millennial and you you know you feel you feel one way, and I think if you're a little bit older, if you're fifty plus, you remember the old guard. And you remember when it when you're the safe Negro, that once you get in that spot, you're scared to kind of move off a third base. So I think I think there's a lot of that going on. I think there's a lot going on. In that people thing. are picking sides. I, I don't think people are picking sides. I think there's fear that it's going to bounce back to the way that it was. Mm. I, and I, do you understand? Like, th- th- like there was a scab that was pulled off that was changed. Right. We can't. I, I think we can all agree on that. And I think some people think that it's, a, it's some, I think people aren't sure if it's a moment or if it's actually something new, I'm going to venture to say it's something new. And mostly because like, I got to say a lot of white folks, I've been going into conversations, white folks, and the black thing hasn't been as much of an issue. People have been like, all right, let's Look, do it. Like, oh, let's, it's, let's it's, move forward. It's, it's way too soon to even decide whether that's true or not, because they haven't been that's tested fair. yet. Mm. That's fair. That's fair. There's, that's there's, fair. There, there's not a test yet. And I don't even think this election is really the test. I was just about to ask you, why don't you think it's a test? I think it is a test. I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be a test because uh, so so many people just want to get rid of Donald Trump. Um, yep. I don't no, think, I, I don't think that I don't think that it's a test of whether we've made any progress past where we were uh, before George Floyd died. And you all know, of these protests happen. We're, we're gonna we're gonna know after everything calms down. What are we going to experience? What are we going to be experiencing locally? Are we going to continue with this law and order um, police state that we're kind of in, or are we really going to have some systemic change? And it's going to be after all of this dies down. Because in between these big elections, that's what the in between these elections is when the legislation happens. So there are two markers that I'm looking for in terms of the election. The first is how many votes does Trump get and how does it compare to the 2016 tally? If he gets very close to the same number of votes, that to me is going to suggest that folks is talking, but they are really doing a little bit different behind closed doors. Because if the way that the mood of the country is suggesting or the mood of the country is suggesting that he should lose substantially. But if he does Mm. not, that tells me the hearts and minds of people really has not changed much. The other piece is I want to see what happens in the local elections. If we don't move towards a more progressive candidates that are looking to deal with a lot of the issues that are in the system. Mm -hmm. Again, that's going to signal to me that people really are not ready to put themselves or push the system forward in order for it to uh, create real systemic change. Well, I I think that, you know, um, we need to get this motherfucker out. But at the same time, celebration should be two minutes long. 
all right, let's get to work. This is what this is the agenda. And honestly, that it, it doesn't matter who fucking wins. That should what do you be mean? as far as the as far as the agenda and, and to keep the movement uh, going strong and getting what we want, no matter who wins, we need to okay. put their fire to their asses. Absolutely. And I think it we, and I think based on the, the way Biden and, and Harris is running, they're probably going to be a little more accepting of what the movement is trying to achieve. And hope, and, and again, that's based on the visuals and how they 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 you know push themselves to be, you know whether that's true or not is is to it remains to be seen. But whoever fucking wins, the push still has to be okay. All right, you, whoever won, congratulations, great. Now uh, we need to address some issues. Wait, so, so you're saying if Trump wins, it's a it's the same if, climate. If if Trump no, wins, no 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 no, no, no or if Biden saying. wins, police reform is our top priority. Yeah. And you you don't think that one uh I, I think I think that Biden's more the, conducive I to Biden no, no, I just the said crime that. bill and Harris was a was a prosecutor. So we're still going to have to fight to get them to where we need them to be. I'm not gonna say it's the same fight, but if we if we say okay, Biden and Harris won, now we can relax. And we can just, you know, no, no, I get that part it. of it. No, no, but I, I would hope no one would right. subscribe to that. We still, I, have, I, we, we still have to hit the streets. Right. Yeah. That's no, that, no. I, I think I, that's what Vinny's saying. Is that no, my, we, I, no, what I was work saying, to do. we still got work to do. What I know what I was saying, I think that Harris and Biden are more conducive to that type of change based on how they're coming out and portraying themselves in the media, how they want to be making changes. Uh, Biden is suggestion the, the suggestion that what would Biden as far as Biden uh, electing or asking her asking Harris to be her, his running mate is suggesting that he is trying to be more progressive and more inclusive um, black and brown people. So if that's what they're trying to do, I think they would be e an easier it'd be easier to deal with them than it would be Trump. But nevertheless, everybody has to be ready to continue the movement we'll have, no matter who wins right. trump is going to be a little more difficult because white fe people are going to feel 10 times more emboldened than they already do now with a victory it's going to be like we won we won and they're going to be feeling a certain way and then that's going to also start to push this whole uh fascism uh, uh it, you know ultimate ruler type of bullshit that he's trying to push right now and, and pushing back the elections and everything else but i don't know man Let's just hope that whoever we, I, I don't want him elected again. I think he's a fucking asshole, among other things. I think he's just here to uh, uh, as a Russian agent to create a environment of, you know, chaos, chaos, chaos. and discord chaos. And, 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 and everybody's up, up fucking set. And that's 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 what it is, man. Yeah. You know, so my week was good. Uh so, uh, <laughs> yo, this is Vincent, aka Many Voices. Hey, what's up? This is Alaric, and I'm speaking directly into the mic. This is Mac, aka Mr. Rourke, making all your dreams come true. This is Hello. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40. Make sure that you follow us. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Do we tweet? A little bit. We tweet. We tweet. All right. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. No Snapchat at all. And go to www.decoding40.com. Make sure you sign up so you can keep following us. Thank you for listening to Coding 40, <laughs> goddammit. I got first world problems this week. I am um, shopping for an air conditioner. I'm shopping for a printer. What? Why don't you talk I to know. fucking L? He, he had fucking six of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to call. At least could have 
got you a deal. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I was gonna call the Ice King, but um, <laughs> but I wanted to do a little homework first because I didn't want to come to the throne unprepared. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I did a little homework uh, um, on uh, on air conditioners, and uh, so I, I call I called the management office because I was like, listen, I got this model, this model. I want to talk about it. He goes twelve thousand. I was like, no, he goes 12,000. Mm. I said, but I saw this. He says, 12,000. Have a great day. Click. Wow. 12,000. You, you got BTUs. 12, you got a, BTUs. You got a 110 or a 220? <laughs> uh, I have to get a 110. That's part of the problem because I want to mm. get a 15,000, but I can't. Like, mm. like the, the circuit's not going to hold. Yeah, we got to move. What's 12,000 BTUs? I mean, what, what is that? A small room? Because I don't. Well, 12,000 12, BTUs is pretty how much big. It, how much mm-hmm. how much air that it depends on how your, your apartment is configured right and the problem is is we run our air conditioner 12 months a year Yeesh. so yeah, yeah. Why? because in the oh, summer y'all got it's hot heat. from the heat and in the winter there's a lot of old people in the building mm. and it's a co-op so they they over crank the heat so uh-huh. we gotta you know and we can we can open our windows but it doesn't let enough air in so we gotta it's run still the AC. cold so you yeah, you got you got uh, the old building problems like I do. Yeah. So they right. haven't uh, put in, I guess, the radiators or the the controls on the radiators yet. Wow. No, so it's, it's like blazing in here wow. in the winter, it's and it's funny like blazing in here in the summer. So our old place was the exact same thing. <laughs> oh. So we were only on the fourth floor, so mm, we could yeah. open the windows in the winter, yeah. and get 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 some get some flow through, but. Yeah, summertime yeah. was was pretty hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and, was right when you said first world problems, though. First, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, God. Yeah, you know, I'm actually warm in the winter. <laughs> so, so, so here's all my first. It's too hot. Here's all my first world. Here's all my fir- first world problems. So I need it. I got to get an air conditioner. I need a printer in the house because there's certain things that we want to print out so we can write on them instead of trying to look at it on the screen. And uh, I need a. I need a new iPad. So here's my here's my thinking. I need a new iPad because I got to put my laptop, as you guys know, as I was on the podcast, my laptop went out. So I called Apple. Apple was like, great, we can fix it. No problem. It's covered. But you got to send it to us for two to four weeks. So I can't be without my computer for two to four weeks. So I love my iPad. It's great, but it's it's not the latest and greatest. So I may upgrade to an iPad Pro. And um, and also I can it, uh, it's got some good podcasting features on it, which I didn't know, which, which is helpful. Wow for us and um so i may get an ipad pro and i don't know why that's fifteen hundred dollars but it is and what? um yo yeah. with Matt, this is not with first world problems hold on, this hold on. is with Matt, uh, first of all problems. hold on first of all do not buy an ipad pro and, hold, for fifteen hundred dollars let me finish let me finish i don't want a samsung he's buying a tea mug for eight hundred dollars what are you talking about no i'm full <laughs> When Mac goes to the Apple store, they go, Mr. Burnett is on his way. Put out the champagne. <laughs> the Yo, you remember in Players Club <laughs> when a baller came into the club? Yes, yes. The alarm goes off. <laughs> right. And all the run out of shit. In the back of Apple. <laughs> all the fucking saleswomen, all the saleswomen, shit, and all the saleswomen come out and start twerking for him and shit. <laughs> <laughs> with fucking with iPad Pros on their backs. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> speaking of strip clubs, wow! Y'all have to, Whoa, y- y'all have to watch P Valley. That's, no, that's keep, all I'm gonna say. Pushing this, yo, show. yo, I'm banging that flag. It's an amazing show. It's all amazing. Right. It's amazing. I'm just talking about the writing. The right, just check it out. Just check it out. But um, 
Uh, and also, you know what I started watching? Claws. Did you anybody watch Claws with? Uh, I have it, I, but I I saw a clip of it. Yo, and it it didn't look terrible. Yeah, the, the clip that I saw <laughs> did look entertaining. I thought I was like I was like yo, he not, it didn't look terrible. <laughs> well, it didn't. That's look a terrible. ringing endorsement right there. That's a yeah. ringing endorsement. Hold on. I was like, I was like, I'm gonna be two, I'm gonna be two episodes into this and I'm tapping out, right? It's like Niecy Nash, whatever, whatever. Yo, three episodes felt like a season and a half. It was so much going on. It's it's worth the watch. It's about the bottom of Florida, the pill, uh, the the pill mill epidemic. Really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Claws, I, if you haven't checked it, go back to the beginning. I'm going back and I'm totally I'm locked in. I'm already in the middle of season two. I binge wow. my whole Saturday. 10 hours straight. I watched this show. So Claws is really interesting. Wow. Um, All I got to say is if, if, yes. if I hear you mention P-Value Valley one more time, you, I know you that know you're what? secretly getting checks from somebody <laughs> and I want my cut. <laughs> I don't want to hear about nah, this nah, thing nah. anymore. You, nah, you're going to be told after you watch it, you're going to be like, yo, that's pretty good. Uh, but um, and then my last problem that makes this two inches of I went, I go to start my car and it didn't start. And I've been and I just have to go jump it. So I got I had to charge up the charger out of my trunk. Two inches, two inches of dust, two inches of so my white car is gray right now. Mm. So I gotta because I've been sitting for four or five months. I haven't driven my car. So anyway, first world problems. All right, let's get into the show. Ready? Let's book it. It is official. Kamala Harris is your VP pick. Nice. And, and we've had we've had a lot of debates about this. We've had a lot of back and forth. We had, we had, we, we, you know, we should have had a pool. We should have had like a pool. We should have put like 20 bucks up and, and did a pool in the back. But um, how do you guys feel about that? Is it the right pick? What do we think it adds to the ticket? Does it take something away? Are you now going to vote for her? Cause I've been hearing a lot of smoke about Kamala behind the, behind the scenes. And I, and honestly, I feel like it's cause she's a woman, quite frankly. Mm. I honestly, I think it's because people are never satisfied. Mm. And I, who, who, I, there, whoever, yeah, whoever, whoever got picked would have got some right. Some and the, there was a, a poem my um, Spanish professor used to read, and it's, it, I can't remember the whole thing. But one of the lines is, um, "A fool always wants it cool when it's hot, and hot when it's cool." Mm. 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 Grass like is always greener. That sounds yeah. like a McDLT right there. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what that means, so I'm going to take this disrespect. (laughs) (laughs) You don't remember the McDLT? (laughs) No. Stupid sandwich McDonald's came up with. Oh, and it was cool and hot, hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeps cool, side cool. Just more styrofoam they use. Yeah. It's so funny. I like my food like that to this day. I like something cold with something hot together. I don't know. It's weird. Okay. I mean, can we can we just celebrate her uh, reaching this milestone in her life and in this country's life? Yeah, she's Jamaican. Yeah. We should all celebrate uh, <laughs> how Jamaican her, her mother is. Or her father. Her father's Jamaican. Her father's Jamaican, yeah. Yeah, well, listen, I mean, like you guys said, they're, they're, you can look at her record and, and say all those things, and she was doing her job. I'm, I want to, you know, again, acknowledge that it's a black woman who is going to have the second uh, highest office in the country, Uh Second highest, you know, if you want to consider America the top of the world, you know, if you want to consider that. But she's she's, you know, a heartbeat away. Right. And I think that she uh, definitely probably had, half a heartbeat away. With yeah, because Joe, I mean, Joe's a little, <laughs> you know, he's he's true. He, 
I see a little sonality there. I, okay, mm-hmm. whatever. Is, is she going to play nurse? I don't know because mm-hmm. she's no, definitely going to be the one. No, but, but she's going to be the he, one. Even if he makes be. it through, she's the next. She's the next in line. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. I like her. You know, for lack of a better word, I like her balls. She's she's got heart. And when she took the nomination, and I, I watched the, the the conference, Joe was a little shaky, but she got up there. She's a very good uh, speaker. And she's not scared of Trump. She's not scared of Pence. She's not scared to call names. And that's what they need to do right now. Fuck all of that high, low shit. They need to go for the juggler. And they need to stomp on Trump's guts and not pull back until he is fucking dead. That's what it is. That This is war. This, he like, said this he war. needs to stomp on Trump's <laughs> guts <laughs> this is, until listen. he's no longer breathing. And do alive. you think Trump Yo, is let, not going to do that? He's trying to do his best Best thing he can do, he he started with the birth of bullshit now. So he's doing, he's just stirring up shit. His, his fucking hillbilly base. And he's and so he, insincere. His mother was an immigrant. To hold just, up, hold up. The dude is voting by mail. His son is not going to school. Yes. But they don't want you to vote by mail. And they want to send your kids to school. Yo, I'm telling you, yeah. he is probably the worst poker player ever. Yeah, but his base does not give a shit about they. They don't care. They flow with whatever lie he tells next, not even remembering the lie he previously told. Mm. So they, they, what, what don't, it, they don't even care about that. But I do want to talk about Kamala. For yeah, sure. yeah. What what, what do you think? I think that this was the best story available. I don't know if you remember a couple episodes ago. I said that them coming together, because when they were on stage and they were saying that. She was the kid that was being bussed, and he was the guy opposing the busing, right? Mm. This was the best story that they could they could come up with because now they're coming back together and they're they're forming a coalition that's supposed to be progressive for the entire country. Like if nothing else is going to inspire people to come out to vote, it's got to be that story. There there wasn't a better story for me. I'd like the. The potential of the activation of the black infrastructure, right? So you've got the HBCUs, you've got the Divine Nine, you've got the Links, you've got all these organizations that already have built-in infrastructure that can now start to use it to motivate and get everyone, um, hopefully, registered and out to vote. And I think that, or at least I'm being optimistic and hoping that people will start to be engaged in their civic responsibility with the new light because it really is going to come back down to your local 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 politics and if you understand that your mayor and your da and all of that affects the police uh the uh, police chief and um your, your city council and all of these people have so their fingerprints are on so much of your lives life that um that that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see people get engaged. I'm I'm fearful that the apathy is so thick that um, a, a large swath of uh, the people who really need to be engaged still won't be. But I'm hoping enough will be and to start to change this tide because I don't understand this this thinking that if I don't get involved, things possibly could change. And I'm like, you have to get involved in order to effectuate the change. So. Mm. We'll see. Police unions, too. They definitely yeah, have absolutely. to. They have Yo, to engage the police unions. What's up with NYPD uh, endorsing Trump? What's up with that? Well, it's, it's, it's well, not a... Which, which fight them all. The police union. 
The NYPD police union endorsed Donald Trump in New York City after Black Lives Matter. All right. Let me let me tell you something about unions. Unions are 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 there for one. I'm not. It's it's not about being a union person. I'm just telling you how the unions work and, and their number one goal. Their number one goal is to get their membership the best contract they can get financially. Second is usually medical benefits and things of that nature. And unions don't play politics in that. They'll endorse whoever they feel is going to give them the best deal. Isn't and that because, politics? Yes yeah. and no, because they'll go with anybody as long as they're going to get the good deal. They don't care. That's they don't politics. care. That's playing politics. Okay, it's playing politics. Excuse me. I, I, no, I'm just it. saying that's, no, I'm just, that's exactly what black people should be doing. This is true. But the thing is, is that, you know, to, to for Max's argument, they don't care because they know that Trump is pro-police and he's they're going to give him they, the federal government or whatever they're getting their money from is going to come from indirectly through the federal government they know they're going to get money they're going to be able to get their tanks and whatever and they're overtime and their money it's all about money you know you you hear i mean you can hear some (laughs) cops are insensitive because to them it's a numbers game and when you've been doing the type of work they've been doing they don't even care about what they they'll even say well when there's a murder where there's a there's a drug bust all it is is it translates to money it's it's tone deaf. Though, it's over I was I was thinking one of the things that the city should consider is actually giving police a raise and reducing the calls that they are responsible for responding to. And to me, that's why the union is not thinking, I think, for, is not forward thinking because that's what they should be going for. Because yeah. when you talk about defunding the police, they're saying you should not be responding to all these different calls. So now if you're responding to less and getting paid more you've actually had a, a significant pay increase. Mm-hmm. And that's what the union should be fighting for its union members. The, the thing is... Let's work I, more I, money. I think why, police- are, why are police officers still responding to traffic accidents? Mm. Can't traffic do that? Right. Why are police officers still responding to situations where people are mentally disabled or, or mentally challenged or mental illness? They're not equipped trained or prepared to deal with that sort of population. So why not give that to an agency that is? Because and they then want police, that money. And then, and then the police can, can, get the money. can be the, can back them up. So I if think, you're I, walking into a situation where someone is mentally ill, it could be that somebody's off their meds and they're just talking crazy. Right? Or it could be somebody's off their meds and they're about to murder someone. Mm-hmm. So you do need the police to back up the mental mm-hmm. health professionals, but you can't send the police in immediately. That's right. when they that's when people end up dying. Right. I think you also you have to uh, if you want more effective policing, you may have to uh, increase the educational requirements or at least some of the course requirements they need to take in order for them to be ready to be a police officer. Maybe some Absolutely. sort of psychological uh, psychology courses, uh, d- courses dealing with mental illnesses that can kind of they can recognize certain symptoms or key, you know, uh, uh, clues to show them, okay, this person may be off their meds or this person's acting erratic because the course I took showed me this, that and the other. But they wouldn't even have to respond to that. I'm saying but but what I'm saying is if we use what you just said in terms of if if we use what you just said in terms of giving them more training and more education, that even further justifies them getting a pay raise. Of course. Because if you have a better degree, you should get paid more money. But at the same time, but it's it, not the degree; it's just the training. The more training that you get, you should but, be qualified for more money. 
But is is the I, academy I is, is the training in the academy the the problem? Because what you do in the academy and what you learn when you once you reach on the streets, what we've seen is that we've seen senior officers be be violators of people's rights and instructing new officers. This is how you do it on the street. I know what they told you in the in the academy, but on the street, this is how you have to do it. Either choke, and this is what ends. Yeah, this is this is what ends up happening. So I know they told you not to put that chokehold on them, (laughs) but you're gonna put that fucking chokehold on. (laughs) But but I I think though, like everybody knows, police officers aren't paid enough. All city uh, city uh, workers aren't paid enough. But if you revisit the way that we structure their compensation and their job description. I think that goes a long way in terms of changing the culture of policing in this country. Yeah. I, I think I, that the same cop that's responding to the mentally ill person who just got shot at 45 minutes ago. Right. If you're not putting him in that situation, he's going to be better. Right. He's going to be a better police officer. If Even if you kept him at the same salary, and he didn't have to deal with his with with the other stuff, and he had to just deal with keeping the public safe, not traffic accidents, not like they don't give out they don't give out um, traffic tickets and traffic tickets anymore. They don't give out parking tickets anymore. The traffic takes care of that, right? You can separate mm-hmm. the housing police. You can right. separate it. This brings up a very valid point. So we we have been recently we've been seeing a lot of. There's been a lot of conversations around race. And and one of the things that we've been seeing in the Black Lives Matter movement is this conversation around the Confederate flag. And in that, what we've been seeing are these people of color who are actively defending white honor, whiteness, the Confederate flag, Terry Crews. And what is this gentleman's name? Uh, Daniel Sims. Is that him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and 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 they've been talking about how important the Confederate flag is, the legacy, all of that, all of the things that embody old school or let's say pre-civil rights era whiteness. And they've been defending the symbols and the meaning of that. All right, let's go to the videotape. Alabama has some opposition from about two dozen members and supporters of the Sons of Confederate Veterans. Regardless how the next person feels, I'm not going to take my flag down. If I got anything to do with it, ain't no monument going to come down. Daniel Sims says he was adopted as a child. My whole family's white. Went to all-white school, grew up in all-white neighborhood. My grandfather was white, and he was the main one that fought in this war here, and he's taught me everything I know. He explains how he'd feel if the statues and flag were relocated. They may make my blood boil if they just come up here and feel like they can just tear it down. I don't see me still living if they do that right there. That monument ain't hurting nobody. That monument ain't killing a soul. It ain't talking bad to nobody. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't even racist. What do you guys think about that? Listen, first of all, <sighs> how old is his grandfather is his grandfather 785 years old because there's no way his <laughs> grandfather fought in the civil fucking war yeah. <laughs> that nigga's 150 years old is your grandfather and, wolverine nigga yo, like, i said it before it. i will say it again hate will preserve you he could very well be alive he could be the last confederate fighter 
his grandfather. Like, I won't die because I hate niggers so much. My hate keeps me alive. I'm Not dumbfounded that someone that hateful adopted a black kid. Yeah. There should be some sort of screening for people that want to adopt black children. Because how the fuck did you end up like this? Go That's school. a problem. Hold on, can let, let let's 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 bear this out. Let's kind of let's, let's dissect this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm going to suggest to you, sir. That's not his grandson. That's his son. What do you mean, is his son? You think he was stepping out with the black? Yeah, town uh, on the other side of the tracks. Yes, on the other. That's why he got the tracks. That's you why he got me, adopted. You telling me, Graham Graham is my peppy? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he got himself a little brown sugar back in the 60s. You know what? In the South, I mean. Yeah, it happens. That's not uncommon. Uh, a lot I don't of, know about that. They, there's a lot of people that don't know. There's adopted. a lot of people that don't know. Yeah. Yo, man, but dude, first of all, he, he, his credibility went out the window when he said screw. So, Yo, you know. I wanted to scream <laughs> when he said that. He I said screw. He can't even say school. Screw. Okay. Scrimps. My Yo, frag. Out in the he street. said my frag. F-R-A-G. Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, Listen, it, this, he's so problematic on in so many levels. The fact that he's not the only one in the South that believes that is yeah. even more problematic. But yeah. Several videos of these people. There was a there was a there was an actual black woman doing the same same fucking thing. They have a, there's a video of a black woman. It's like, where do they get these people from? You know, are they being? Well, come on, really? Like, okay, I, I was about to shit on all of them as a culture, but is this any different than black people? It is different, but I'm gonna let, I'm gonna ask the question anyway. <laughs> <laughs> is this any different than black people holding up African flags? What? I'm no, I'm, I'm just sorry. Trying to, I, I, from their perspective, I'm trying because in my mind, I'm seeing it as. This this is an army that was defeated, right? But yes. culturally, they see that as a part of their identity. Mm-hmm. It's even even that's a lie, right? Because the resurgence of this Dixie um, heritage, it didn't. It's not like it continued through through the years through um, from the civil from the Civil War up it's until today. Yeah. No, but it I'm was saying- as the civil it was it, it was as the civil rights uh, movement was starting to gain steam that there was this resurgence of this this Confederate identity, and when you think about the Civil War being five years, five years defines your entire heritage. Five years of war defines your entire heritage. It sounds so ridiculous. Well- I'm trying to get into these folks' minds. Allow me, please, sir. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> but it sounds oh. more ridiculous every time I think about what they <laughs> say. Because I'm love trying to have this guy come on the show. I would love to have him come on the show not, and explain. Not, absolutely story. not. He, he wouldn't make it. He wouldn't absolutely make it. Not. He wouldn't make it probably 30 make. minutes, but I would love to he have him. He wouldn't make it five minutes. Is you finished or is he, you done? He would, would tell us to go back to scroll and fuck you niggers and have a great day. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to understand how people <laughs> identify with culture, though. The nigga says so, scroll. Scroll. <laughs> like the same argument could be made that we re-identified uh with dashikis and blackness as a result of being persecuted 
in in different decades, right? So like in the early 1900s, people weren't wearing afros and dashikis and afro picks. Yes, they were. No afro picks, but they were rocking afros in the 1900s. Of course, you not not you, as a cultural statement. That's because that's how your hair grew. <laughs> It's <laughs> not like <laughs> what the fuck? Like people who in the depression, the Great Depression, yeah, on. on a break line, like, picking up the afro. Like I can't wait to get this bread, yo. Oh, yo, hold up, hold up. They was going to they was going to the barber shop. Like, like give me a Frederick Douglass. <laughs> yeah, I want to look like Frederick Douglass. That's probably that's probably true. You know, that's you probably know the, you true. know the post in the uh, you know the post. Yeah, let me get a Freddie D. You know the post in the front, uh, the barbershop that have the different pictures of the haircuts. They were drawings, <laughs> all drawings of Frederick Douglass and different. <laughs> I want to book it to Frederick you. Douglas. I want to yeah, Frederick Douglass to the left, Frederick <laughs> Douglass to the right. Let me get a Frederick Douglass with a Nat Turner part. Hook <laughs> me up with a WB Du Bois. I want a WB Du Bois mustache. <laughs> Give me a WB Du Bois number number three. Number three. I don't know. That Carter Woodson's kind of fresh right now. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a no, but I'm, I'm still I'm still trying to evaluate. Look, first of all, let me I, I think it's bullshit because you're right. One of the things that stuck out to me was like this is a, this has been five years. Like, yeah. how do you identify so deeply with five years of a part of the country in which your team lost? Yeah. That yeah. like that would be yeah. like the Buffalo uh loss. Keep bringing up wow. 66 as if that was something they won when they lost miserably. So it, it is just weird to me, but I'm, I, I do think that human beings have a weird way of connecting with things, even if it is detrimental to their existence or their own livelihood. I, I just, I don't know. I, I really would like us to analyze why they feel the way that they feel about this flag. It's a lie they want us to believe. Like they know that it's about slavery and keeping black people in a certain place, but they don't want to say that. They don't want well, to say that. They want to say it's about their they want to say it's about their heritage. But what is your heritage? What is the principles that that your your forefathers is, were standing on? I think these are the questions that we need to ask. Yeah, well, so they, they, so they, they so don't they, want to go that deep. So they well, but I think the thing is is that I think it is what, what's going on is that that even though they, quote unquote, lost the war, they still culturally stayed in power in the South for so long that to them, it's it hasn't been 100 years, 100 plus years, 150 years to them. It's been since the 70s, mm. since the 80s in some places, since the 90s in some places. Like, wait a minute, like. Well, since yeah. today and yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. like my yeah. thing is yeah bills and laws were passed but to them what do what you guys what you, wait a minute we've still been in power like what are you talking about and that's why this like right now we're getting that resurgence again because in some places yeah there was laws passed but we didn't give a fuck about your laws and we still were doing we still thought we were in power and now you know you guys want rights trump <laughs> trump was able to get in on the back of I can't believe a black man came in one twice and he was so uppity and he was so arrogant and he was and and he was really honestly so educated above, and healthy. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Good family man. No, but he was above reproach. Like there was nothing that they could find that stuck to him mm-hmm. because he had to be absolutely perfect for eight years and he did that. This shit show gets in 
And it's, well, we're going to do whatever we want to do because we're white and it's all right. Your man right? got a scandal every other day. Yo, your man is a walking scandal. Yeah. And there is, he has literally proven that there is literally nothing you can do to the president. Mm. Like, literally, he has proven that. In office. You know what he has done? He has single-handedly lowered the bar of acceptability when it becomes when it comes to that office. There is no and, bar. And, 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 he's, and, and, he's, I mean, a fucking... Throwing the bar out the window of the bus. No, on the way to Atlantic folks, City. Black folks still... No, no, no. That's uh, what I'm saying. For, no, no, for, no. For, for white people, he has lowered the bar where... That that to me, if you say to if you say to a white child, you know, if the white child goes, "Well, I want to be president," you go, "Okay, I mean, shit, all right, it could happen." <laughs> I mean, you don't even have to go to school, Timmy. You know, just get up there and talk some shit. Yeah. They'll fucking vote you, for you, Timmy. You can have some mess and still be president. It's listen, fine. listen. Uh, I guess you can say that, but the, the thing that strikes me, we were talking about how they they stayed in power. The, I was looking up some stats. Do you know that all the major states that we identify with? being uh extremely racist are the poorest yes. states yes absolutely the, the yes the lowest in terms of education health life expectancy it is the yes. weirdest crazy thing that's what i'm saying yeah. i really want to study these folks i but, don't personally but, want to study them but i would love to uh read the research poor white trash is the most racist poor white trash is more racist than the racist guy who owns the corporation who don't want to hire any black people. The poor white trash is racist because they think they better than you mm. when they are less than you, when they're less educated than you, they're, they still perceive themselves as better than you. That's 400 this, years of programming. That's this is, is this yeah. is why I enjoy watching Intervention and oh. Borders so much. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and my, my 600 pound life. This Ugh. is why I enjoy those shows so much because I can look at them and I'll be like, Oh man, I know you hate black people and your house looks like that. PWT. There's always a PWT PWT is my favorite reality. Anything PW Honey Boo Boo. No, anything that's PWT. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Honey Boo. Any of that shit, I watch. Any of that shit is I love all that shit. I love all Meemaw, Meemaw, give me some money, Meemaw, because I gotta go get my medicine, Meemaw. <laughs> I just hate giving her the money for the drugs because I don't want her going out there sucking black cops. <laughs> so I feel responsible, okay, to give her the money so she can get the drugs. Sometimes I drive her to get the drugs because I don't want any black cocks in her mouth because apparently they're all the dealers are black and it, it it hurts my heart, but I have to make sure that she's okay. And she does heroin in my house and it's so fine. And then she eats all the she eats all the food up because she gets munchies and she throws up and she starts to lean everywhere. But that's what Meemaw does yep. for her. This is the Code Party. You got you guys remember this movie uh Traffic with Michael yep. Douglas? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. There's there's a scene in traffic where the drug czar's daughter, Lily White daughter, yeah, is getting slammed. By this black drug dealer. I don't know if you guys remember. And the father that scene. comes and, and the father comes to get her out the house. Come, he comes to the house. Right. She's a fucking mess. I saw that movie in the movie theater out in the Hamptons. I did not know what this movie was about. Yo, the mood of the whole movie theater was Every, like everybody looked at Mac like look at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's no, got a key on him now. It was like, it was like no, 
no! And I was like, you're doing to our white women. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know it was it was like because she's a drug addict or because he's black. I didn't know which was worse. But mm. um, yeah, interesting. Interesting. I mean, why can't you find yourself a white dealer? <laughs> you know, <laughs> give it. You know, Absolutely. keep keep so, it in the community. Uh, how many white women came up to you for drugs after the movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Look, let's. I know you people have the good shit. Okay. There was a, there was a line at my car, but it was no traffic. traffic. We got it. <laughs> we got out of this safe. We got out of this safe. We got out of this safe. All right. I know it's off topic, but have you ever have any of you ever been approached by somebody for drugs? A white person for drugs? Yes. Oh hell yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. It's um, happened to me three times. And it, it, it really fucking pisses me the fuck off. Have you it? ever seen have you ever seen them with the money out in their hand? No, 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 no. I don't I don't I, I can't seen really that. recall. I can't remember you know someone asking me directly, can you sell me drugs? I've oh, had someone have. say, "Do you know where you know? Do you know where the spot is, or is that the spot yeah. right there? Shit like that." But good no enough. One, no, no one enough. has ever said. You don't to even me, like that. No, huh? get the fuck away from me. <laughs> I don't. No, know. no. I've I've had the I've, I've had the I'm, I'm you like lead his ass, motherfucker. Hey, <laughs> hey, bro, hey, bro. I've got I've got this hot hundred right I here. Do I don't do drugs. I've got this hot hundred right here. What can you do for me? That's literally happened to me. Oh no! Nothing. Now, now look, look. Okay, if you're walking down the street, you see someone. You've decided who does drugs and who doesn't do drugs, right? And if you looked at me and you decided I do drugs, why did you decide I do drugs? Not do drugs. Why did you? you, you why did you just? Did you have locks? Decide. Did you have locks at the time? Yeah, you have yeah. locks. Do, 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 I may. I may. I may or may not have had <laughs> bingo. Don't worry. Around. But why About did you decide thing. that I could I may be able to sell you cocaine or mm-hmm. I knew where the weed was at? Because I didn't know where the weed was at. Exactly. But, and but I wasn't like, selling you cocaine. But you look like a black Kaiser Sose. So it's like, it's all right. Yo, they was you, like, you like hold on, hold on, hold on. please do not violate. Please do not validate white racism. Listen, listen, Rick. This was the jit. This was the length <laughs> or the depth of conversation that those two white people had before one of them approached you. That's the guy with the dreadlocks. <laughs> I'm not gonna ask him. Just fucking ask him. You know he knows where the weed is at, man. Just ask him. That's what it was. That's. I don't think they. Pers- I don't think it was personal. They saw dreadlocks and they said, "No, excuse me." They saw locks and was like, "Let's ask the guy with the locks. He knows where the weed is at." And I, I might have did the same thing. Then I cursed him the fuck out. Get the fuck. Did away. you have drugs on you at the time? <laughs> I probably did have weed. <laughs> you weren't getting any of this weed. <laughs> don't make assumptions, bitch. You should, you know, you should, you uh, Rick, you should have sent him to, you know what you do? If you really want that fire, go to Washington Square Park, mm. ask the dread by, the, by, the, by why they play chess. He's got the bomb weed, and they would have got a bag of oregano, a bag of headache. Because trust me, that's happened to me before. <laughs> I remember the first time it happened. Uh, I was I was in school. I was working at this advertising agency, and me and uh, a friend of mine that I worked with went to this club. It was his birthday, so we we decided to buy him a bottle of of Moet. And this is how long ago it was. The it cost a hundred and ninety dollars. Jesus, that's how so long what? ago it was. Club Shea White. Bottle of Moet. It only cost a hundred and ninety dollars. Yeah, that's like bottle awesome. service. That was balling no, 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 back then, one hundred ninety dollars. That was balling. That was balling. Mm-hmm. But we we split it, whatever. And as soon as we bought this bottle, 
here comes these white folks traipsing over to our section mm. talking about diapers? cocaine. I'm like, if you don't get the fuck out of here with that cocaine, they were cocaine, asking you for cocaine, or they were trying to give you cocaine. They were trying to buy cocaine oh from me. <laughs> if he bought that champagne, he's got coke, Todd. Really he's got fucking coke. coke. Oh my! So if God. you don't get your ass out of my fucking section, that's ridiculous to just make that assumption because you have a bottle of champagne. Yeah, well, here they, I mean, here they come. That was a big deal back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. This week's libation. I am suckering out. I'm drinking absolute vodka and ginger ale tonight. That's what it is. What y'all drinking? Suckering out. That's, that's suckering out. Yeah. That's a legitimate adult drink. Yeah, it's not okay. a pina colada or anything. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Solid, solid, <laughs> solid. Respect. Respect. Uh, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> That's your fault, bro. You right. should have never told us that. <laughs> hey, you guys. I'm drinking um, Uncle Nearest, 1856. And Black I love it. Yeah, the black label. You know what's so wow. funny? I ordered it uh, today because I told you guys I had a, a bottle last week, and unfortunately, it did not survive the week. <laughs> shocker! Um, shocker! Yeah. Shocker! Shocker! Listen, man, you going through it, this, you made it sound like you made it sound like it it committed suicide, like it left wow. on its own. Yeah, oh, it, it 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 threw itself on the altar. Um, <laughs> this construction <laughs> living in the construction zone is not easy. Oh shit! I hear you. But I the funny you. thing is, uh, I ordered this today, and um, I ordered the 1856, but uh, the store sent 1886. Mm. Good thing I looked in the bag, because otherwise I would have been uh, asked out. So they came back and switched out the bottle, which was amazing. So mm-hmm. I love that store. I'm not going to shout them out though. Yeah, that black label is serious. It's very good. Oh, it's Cheers. and I normally drink it in my glass with an ice cube, but I'm drinking it in my gold cup. Today because it keeps uh, a chill on it, so and it also makes you feel like a pimp. <laughs> you just got to put some jerrys on it. Got to put some jerrys on there and I, make it a pimp cup. But what you drinking? I'm, I'm I'm pissed. I can't find Uncle Nearest in my neighborhood. I've, mm. I've in Brooklyn at all. I've not seen it yet. I'm telling you, call them or next time you go to the store, just say, "Yo, you need to order Uncle, Uncle Nearest." I need to do that. I need to do that. But now that now that um. Is it uh, Uber Eats is delivering liquor, mm-hmm. alcohol? Yeah, I can't, I can't. I can't get it on any of them. And none of the really? liquor stores that, that they deliver have Uncle Nearest. The wow. best one I can get is seventeen ninety two. Can you or get it? I can uh, get basil. I can get basil. I can get seventeen ninety two. I can get uh, Bullet. Mm. Those are the best ones I can get. And then mm. after that, it's like Crown Royal and Jack Daniels. You're probably gonna have to go, <laughs> you're gonna probably have to go downtown. Um, Brooklyn probably to get that in your old neighborhood. Yeah, I feel like if you bring it up, you'll you'll be the the Moses of your neighborhood, and everything will just follow Maybe. you. Maybe, yeah. So I'm cool. I'm drinking Deadwood again. This is the third week in a row I'm drinking Deadwood, and it's finally finished. It took me three weeks to drink the whole bottle. There was a lot of liquor in there. You put a lot of weight on him ordering that Uncle Nervous. She was like, he's going to be the Moses 
of this neighborhood. You, <laughs> I'm put, just saying. You, put, you put a lot of weight on that. You I get you saying right now. People go. <laughs> thou shalt drink nothing but Uncle Nearest. <laughs> Is that how Moses talk? <laughs> <laughs> That's my fucking God voice. Whatever. He's, he's in Flatbush, so it's like West Indian. Thou shalt not drink anything but Uncle Nearest. <laughs> Second commandment: Thou shalt not chase it unless it's a Guinness or Heineken. <laughs> commandment three: Make sure you eat enough rice and peas before you drink. Um, I'm actually I'm not gonna say that I'm not really drinking anything right now. I did go buy some Telemore Dew and some um, Bex. I'm gonna probably drink that on the live, but I just uh, you know I, I was told not to say. Anything. Matter of fact, you know, we we, we were drinking that teleport hard when uh we went to uh Autoradica. Yes, oh. yes. That, you actually introduced me to that. Yo. that day. I was like, this is delicious. I think Mac introduced me to it. So yeah, we that, probably no Mac probably introduced me to me when we were at the bar first. Yeah. And then <laughs> I came back to the bar with you and was like, yo, we gotta drink this. <laughs> what, did, what did I introduce you to? Hold up, and, and I didn't, and I didn't <laughs> even know that. And and Elf was like, "It's Telemore, do you?" Fuck. <laughs> I was so like, "Yo, Elf, you tried this?" He was like, "Nah." <laughs> What's that? It's later. This nigga act like he discovered it like Columbus. Like, you Telemore, two do. two minutes later, yo, <laughs> yo, let me put you on. Let me put you on. Nah, it was that. <laughs> it's relatively um, inexpensive. It's but it's one of those whiskeys. In the Irish section, which is you know small or large, depending on what liquor store you're in, it's always a staple that's there. It's mm-hmm. a go-to. It's good because yeah. I couldn't find where I went today. I went to the buy right uh, outside of Lincoln mm-hmm. Tunnel, thinking I can get the Uncle Nearest, and their selection wasn't that great. My, I'm telling you, the one I go to Bayonne always has everything. And from now on, Rick, if you know if I'm gonna come to Brooklyn, man, just let me know. I'll pick yeah. it up for you because I go through that area to get over the bridge and i'll and i'll definitely pick up one for you man because it's hard to get and that liquor store in bayonne is the only store in my area that has it because i've gone to several of the stores and they they don't the whiskey selection is kind of whack man it's like bull, like you said bullet jack daniels mm. and evan williams and maybe you might get some makers mark but people don't they're not connoisseurs i want some fantasy. You know, in a Dutch master nigga. Yeah, it's just because <laughs> there, there are bottles that I see on on like these bourbon IGs or whatever that I I've never seen in never. person. Yeah. Like I, I'd like to try Wellers. I would mm. like to try um what's oh, the, Wellers is sold, sold in the city though. Wellers is definitely sold in the city. Mitchers is another one. Mitchers, yeah. That's that's Mitchers, definitely sold yeah. in the city, yeah. But yeah, well, you know, I don't know, maybe when we get back to the studio. Oh, we'll I think I got a bottle. Of are we here. are we ever going back to the studio? I don't. Even I don't think, think so. we need to. We I don't, don't think we do. We don't need to. Although I still, I still have. It's it's a dream of mine to build our studio. It is that we he can really do. wants the decoding forty studio. As long as it doubles as a cigar bar, I'm in. I think we can do that. If we can, if we can get the ventilation right, I think we can do that. And maybe just a bar. I'd be down for that for sure. I, I almost feel like we need to make it a social club. Look how I started. Look how I just brought it all the way around. All right. Anyway, what did we learn today besides that Mac has a wild imagination? Well, one of the things we learned that we shared, um, I don't know if we have a few minutes to discuss that now, uh, the medical uh, professionals are suggesting that we only drink one, as men, one drink a day. I've already exceeded that by four. 
One drink a day. What if you drink all seven in one day, in one day. <laughs> and you just chill for the rest of the week? Is that okay? That's what I do. That's it what probably I do. would be okay, but that is not the type of program I'm my, on, sir. My, uh, if you guys are regular <laughs> listeners to the show, in a week, right? <laughs> my cardiologist told me that it was 11 drinks, or was it 11 or 12? 11 or 12 drinks in total for the week. So now there's a new study out that says it's one drink per day. One drink per day. Um, Rick, Rick, can you can you can you uh, manage uh, one drink a day? I mean, I, I I don't I don't drink every day. I drink during this podcast and I drink socially. Like if you come over, and we hang out, I'm going to have a drink. But like just on a day to day. That just slows me down. I can't keep up with these toddlers and they'll fuck me up if I fall asleep. <laughs> can't do it. What What about you, Vin? I'm not really a drinker like that. I, I could manage one drink a day, but I'm like, Rick, I'll drink socially. And when I do go out, like when we listen, when <laughs> if I'm at the bar with any of you motherfuckers, I'm going to drink a, a month's worth. More than likely. You know what I'm saying? Like, I live with like, nigga, you really went hard last night. You're going to drink nothing for the next month. Because I've been out with some of you fellas, and, and it's it's you get home and you're like, it went kind of dark. It went zero dark. Four drinks in. <laughs> the worst is, you know, uh, is going out with you guys and we leave the first bar and go to the next bar. That's when I know that night's going to be serious. Yep. It's going to uh, get crazy. That's the best. That's the best. I'm going to say this real quick. I, I used to hate the following day after we would record. Oh, <laughs> I used to hate that day. No, you I used to vocalize, it. but you used to vocalize as you hated it. You used to be like, oh, yeah. I used to be like, I don't fuck with y'all. <laughs> and all that. It was crazy. Um, but I, you know, you know what I, I learned today. I, I learned today that I really, where it all started, I really miss going to stolen jackets. Mm, I yeah. really, even though I got my jacket stolen there, um, I miss stolen, <laughs> miss stolen jackets, man. I miss where this podcast all started. I miss going out and hanging out with y'all yeah. and and um, just being able to have a three dollar vodka <laughs> was like amazing no, in New York City. Listen, I can buy everybody around. For like, but like yeah. a shot of beer, and then yeah. you'd have a double. Mac would have a double. Would have a shot in the beer, and he'd be like twenty five dollars. Like, God damn, here's like, five dollars. Exactly. <laughs> oh exactly. my god, a shot, exactly. a shot, and a goddamn beer. A tall boy. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? A goddamn shot. Yeah, fucking I, shot of Jack. And I, re- I remember we tried another spot. We was down somewhere. We got four, three or four drinks, and it was like eighty five dollars. We was like, nope, time to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, that this was is not part. decoding forty certified spot. <laughs> nah, nah, time nah, to get nah, the nah. fuck out of here. You can keep I, the umbrella. I hope, and... I hope it survives this uh, uh, pandemic. Yeah, I hope I'm so too. I do too. I do. I do I'm too. So. Well, I hope. I hope it does. I hope it does. Well, they're, they're lucky. At least they have that little outdoor little piece that yeah, they can true, probably use. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, everybody else is sort of fucked. If you don't have any yeah. outdoor space, yeah, yeah man. man. So shout out to Stolen Jackets, man. We hope you guys are still maintaining. Listen, this has been another exciting episode of Decoding 40, where we drink, we talk politics, we talk social issues. For men of color over 40, we appreciate you listening and tuning in. If you'd like to support a hungry podcast, come over to patreon.com 
backslash decoding four zero and check us every Monday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook and YouTube. Any parting words, fellas? I'm going to just keep saying it until uh, the election. Please make sure you're registered, vote, registered to vote. Make sure your family members are registered, your friends. Uh, and please go fill out the census, uh, particularly in New York. We are, uh, I think, 50-something percent of New Yorkers have completed the census, which is going to affect us dramatically. So mm. please. Word. Stay I, just want, I, I just want to say I did fill out the census online, but a dude rang my doorbell at like 8.15 p.m., was kind of spooked everybody in the house. So I'm like, who is it? <laughs> I got a bag of garbage in here. <laughs> I got a bag of poop in here. He's <laughs> like, it's census. He's like, we filled it out online. He's like, okay, bye-bye. Please don't kill me, sir. Yeah, I, I, I lied to that guy. I, lied. I was walking into the 99 cent store. He was like, excuse me, sir. I was like, filled it out already. He was like, okay, thank you. I will do it, though. I will. I'm going to get it done. Yeah, it's easy online. online. It's, it's yeah. quick. It's yeah, quick. I didn't want to fuck with him. I, I did it. I did it online. I did it online. I wasn't in the mood. Wasn't in the mood. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Good night. Have a great week. Peace. 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 Peace.